Shut up and sit down. I'm Dr. Corbin Weaver, an OB-GYN resident. I'm Dr. Katie Wyatt, and I'm one too. And I'm Dave Etler, their podfather. And, and we, we are, are the Vagabonds. Three friends venturing through the world of feminism and healthcare for women, babies, and people of all kinds. We don't give medical advice, and we don't speak for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having in bars anyway. Today, we're going to be talking about adenomyosis. What it is, what problems it causes, and what we can do about it. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I decided I'd switch it up with the yays. Nice. And do an ooh instead. Ooh. I like it. So, Dave. Yeah. That's adenomyosis. Say that word again. Adenomyosis. Well, uh, let's see. I think <laughs> I think it's odd. stumped him. This one's a little harder to put together from really the words. Adenomyosis. Yep. I think uh, it's clear what this means. Okay. <laughs> so um, you could say it goes without saying. It goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway because you know it's for the benefit of our listeners. <laughs> for the benefit of our listeners, I will offer. I will give my uh, my probably learned learned definition. Adenomyosis is what happens when your adenoids, which are um, bits of flesh. <laughs> Uh, behind your, you know, in the in the junction of your nasal cavity and your throat, when they um, turn into uh, muscle. Oh my gosh, that was like so good. If you <laughs> were using the root words, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, just think about our specialty, just for a minute. Oh right. Um, yeah, I, I'm Guys, gonna actually. You know I what? I'm gonna stick to beyond EMP. reason. I'm gonna stick with my definition. Okay, I love it. Okay, yeah, I'm also going with that definition. <laughs> You're going with that definition. So I don't know what adenomyosis. Adeno. <laughs> Just kidding, I do. Adenomyosis is basically endometriosis of your uterus. So it's when yep. the endometrial tissue of your uterus is grows into the muscle of your uterus. Ooh, I got muscle right. You did get yeah. muscle right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did a good job of u- using your Latin dissecting my... out your roots and yeah. all that. I did have my adenoids out when I was a young child, so I knew about those. Yeah. So what made me think of this? I'll tell you. So I actually was going to do like a Yahoo Answers episode today, and I was just like Yahooing around. Mm -hmm. And um, I came across a couple questions about like how to make my, how to make my period hurt less, question mark, no pills. Um. So, and then there was another one, terrible cramps, exclamation point, exclamation point. What do I do? And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about one cause of um, dysmenorrhea or painful periods, which is adenomyosis. And it's kind of the more, I would say it's the more elusive of the causes, perhaps. Would you Mm -hmm. say that, Katie? Yeah. Adenomyosis can't be diagnosed. It has to be diagnosed with like lab like on pathology yeah which means you have to have a hysterectomy yeah can't just I think take that's a biopsy what makes it so something. hard right can't just take and a you biopsy? have to have a special actual like cut when the pathologist looks at the the uterine tissue they actually have to like you had to tell them like we're looking for adenomyosis because they have to cut the the samples 
in a shorter segment or else they won't be able to identify adenomyosis. One fact. So, Dave, yeah. wait, hang on. Dave, what, what were you saying? Why can't they just do a, a biopsy of some sort? Why do they have to? Because you have to, you would have to do a biopsy of the, like, width of the uterus. Oh. Like, you'd have to take, like, a biopsy of the uterine like muscle. full depth. Yeah. Full depth biopsy yeah. of some sort. Yeah, that would, okay. You basically yeah. make a hole. And it's uh-huh. unlike, uh, it's unlike a fibroid, which is, a leomyoma is the fancy word. Fibroid is what, and what a lot of people have them, um, because the fibroids are discrete, and you can just take them out. But right. I know my is... Some of them are harder. To yeah, that's true. Others. Some of them are harder, depending on where they are. Um, yeah, so uh, one common cause of uh painful periods is adenomyosis and like i was saying earlier it's your endometrial glands grow into your uterus also you can think of it as endometriosis of your uterus itself um on board exams like it's always like a classic picture of people with like extremely heavy painful periods and um like they have a quote unquote boggy uterus. This is like a lot harder to identify in real life than like what like a board exam question might have you come to believe. It's like, oh, you feel boggy uterus. They have adenomyosis, but it's like, what does a boggy uterus yeah, feel what like? Is boggy <laughs> uterus I don't like the actually. sound of that. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say it'd have to be extremely Sw- boggy for you to uterus. be able to identify that on an exam. Yeah. What is a boggy uterus? I don't know. So Swamp your uterus? uterus should be firm. Like when you feel the uterus through the abdominal wall, mm-hmm. it should feel hard. Oh. And if it's boggy, it just means like, you know, if you're like making bread and you can like push your finger into the dough mm-hmm. and it's like kind of squishy. Oh. That's yeah. what boggy means. Got it. Yeah, because when you think about it, it's like, okay, so what you feel when you do an exit, the, the uterus is a muscle and you're feeling the muscle, right? Mm. But if you have all of the endometrial glands in the muscle, it makes it like softer because you're pushing that like squishy endometrial glands into the muscle of the uterus and you make it Got quote it. unquote boggy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but in real life, this is like, yeah, harder, like I said, too. Classically, the picture is someone who has like very heavy and painful periods. So like with endometriosis, you probably, well, you do have, not necessarily, but you probably have like pretty painful periods, but you they may or may not be heavy. With adenomyosis, you'd expect to like have heavy periods mm-hmm. um, in addition to the pain. And this can be extremely painful. Um, so the problem, and um, you can on imaging. So the kind of like go-to imaging for OBGYNs is the transvaginal ultrasound. And on this can be like adenomyosis. You can identify like super obvious adenomyosis on ultrasound. It's a the like um classical look is like heterogeneous myometrium so basically just the tissue of the like muscle layer of the uterus should like all look uniform and the same because it should all be one type of tissue but like uh, a uterus a lot with adenomyosis or adenomyoma or whatever will like look kind of like irregular blotchy blotchy yeah yeah. So, um, but it's not, again, not always, like, super easy to see, um, which makes this, I think, a little bit difficult. And, like I said, you can't, like, take it out. 
um, but you can treat it. Um, and kind of one common way to treat it is you can use like hormones, so like progesterone, progestins, um, are often used or like hormonal birth control, but these usually just kind of like help. They usually don't like resolve the, they don't you know, cure it. They just, yeah, they don't cure it though. Basically it's like treating the symptoms and, um, so you're going to want to, basically the only way to like definitively treat adenomyosis is a hysterectomy, mm. which obviously some is not ideal for some people. Mm. So uh, how does the, how does the endometri, how, do, how does the, how does it get into the muscle? Is it just sort of burrow its way in? What's the... How's that work? That's a million dollar question. Oh. That is a million dollar. We don't really know as with these things. Um, there are two theories. Yeah. It develops from like, just like invagination um, of the like endometrium. So they kind of just push the, the grow in essentially. Mm -hmm. Or from like, they basically, it was like a problem with their development from like the embryo oh so it could stage. be congenital yeah yeah mm -hmm. which i mean people can develop adenomyosis and often do you know like they often don't have it for their entire lives so which makes me would make me favor the former rather than the latter you know mm -hmm. so those are kind of the main ideas and i wish i i don't have a number on this like what the percentage of people who have like coexisting endometriosis and i was just gonna ask that i don't adenomyosis. know adenomyosis because i mean when like i said like adenomyosis is endometriosis of the uterus it is endometrial glands where they're not supposed to be but they mm -hmm. just happen to be contained within the uterus still um 11 percent of women with they have like coexisting have... of people with adenomyosis have endometriosis mm -mm. gotcha yeah. Oh, but here I have another one. In another study, adenomyosis was suspected on MRI in up to 90% of women with endometriosis. Oh. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of makes sense in some ways, you know. And I think that adenomyosis often gets underreported. Mm -hmm. Like um, someone has pelvic pain and like, I mean, I think we look for endometriosis more than adenomyosis. Yeah. So, and especially if they don't like, aren't saying like, hey, we're trying to diagnose adenomyosis, probably adenomyosis would get like overlooked um, mm -hmm. in in this. So when you're like working up uh, like adenomyosis, normally these people fall into the like abnormal uterine bleeding pathway mm -hmm. that we talked about earlier, like heavy periods. They have like long, heavy periods. Um, and you'd be like shocked the amount of bleeding people can have, like literally clots, like have hemoglobins down to like five, which normal is like 11. Yeah. Like 11. Um, that's one thing that like seeing pregnant ladies, it's like, like what is a normal hemoglobin? I know. <laughs> like, I don't think 11 is actually normal, but that's what it is. I want to say it's like 12 to 13 actually. <laughs> It's also different for women and men, too. Yeah. Um, I'm literally Googling it because, like, basically in pregnancy, 
we just if it's less than okay for women it's 12 to 15.5 <laughs> so 11 fine <laughs> yeah i mean that's like not impressive close no very close yeah. if, if it was 11 we probably wouldn't even do anything to if it, tell you if, take a vitamin yeah i mean we don't even do anything if it's like i mean depending on when it's like less than 10 you can take some iron pills mm-hmm. okay so they can have quite a lot of bleeding and they end up in the like abnormal uterine bleeding pathway most likely so they may or may not end up with like an endometrial biopsy um which is done to like determine if there's cancer or not basically um and most of the time that would but that like, won't tell you normal. If yeah it won't tell you yeah it won't tell you if there's adenomyosis because it's the problem with the like and really i know my it's a benign condition and, and benign meaning like it's not cancer so um yeah and so like you can use things like the iud obviously like a copper iud would not be um <laughs> recommended it would make things worse it would make you have a heavier more painful period so things like um but like a marina would be fine or um you know obviously people probably rely a lot on like uh what you call it uh ibuprofen and all that jazz so we don't well, i feel like one... a lot of times we don't talk about like the like adjunctive therapy to <laughs> painful dysmenorrhea which is like what hot heating pads yeah ibuprofen because sometimes that's like mindfulness you gotta do. mindfulness is yeah one I hear a lot. mindfulness yeah, yeah. acceptance um, of your pain well and NSAIDs like ibuprofen if you take them cyclically meaning like you just take them during your period it's been shown it decreases like the amount of bleeding by like 30 percent or something like that yeah something ridiculous right yeah like actually does work yeah and like you know taking it whether you feel the pain or not is, right because yeah. it's more about like the inflammation than the pain right yeah. um yeah so that's something to answer our um yahoo answers questions yeah in the heating pads and all that jazz 20 minutes at a time can also help can uh people is it not advisable for people who have this to get pregnant or would they get pregnant or how does it affect fertility? Mm. It can make getting pregnant harder, I think. Yeah, it can make it more difficult, but as far as, like, not advised, I don't believe so. Like, it, <clears> I have never read it. make your symptoms go away, obviously. Yeah, I've never read of it, like, being a risk factor for, like, abnormal placentation or anything, which means, like, exactly what I said, I guess. Like, <laughs> where the placentas go through the uterus. Yeah, goes through the, through the uterus. Either. Yeah, that's never, it's not, like, ever listed as, like, a risk factor for that I have a suggestion for what we might talk about for news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's hear about it. So uh, 
you guys know there is a surge underway in women seeking office at many levels from mm-hmm. from uh, mm-hmm. local to federal mm-hmm. and uh when you think of the effects of women in Congress on cooperation and bipartisanship, what do you guys think those effects might be? That things that are important to women will show up in the legislature, mm-hmm. like parental paid parental leave yeah. and support of contraception. Sure. And... Yeah, those are initiatives. But what do you think yeah. about the effects of having more women in Congress on, like... Uh, cooperation, working together towards common goals, um, and bipartisanship, basically not... I think it improves it. Okay. I think it would be better. Yeah, women are often, you know, sort of given credit for their ability to bring people together and be more moral than we uh, weak, shitty men. (laughs) Um, But I'm sorry to say that if it... It turns out that if you look at the numbers, the 20% of women in Congress aren't really doing things much different from their male colleagues. Um, but is that because they are working with male colleagues? Hard to say, right? I mean, if you go back, yeah. um, but but this is, a you know, this theory that women um, will uh, positively affect how politics happens. I mean, it goes, mm-hmm. it goes way back to the suffrage movement. It was you know, sort of thought that, you know, women would bring a moderating influence on, on partisanship, uh, for example. So a recent study in the Journal of Politics um, says that, uh, suggests that women in politics, um, you know, it it calls into question this idea of of a more cooperative, more bipartisan um, group of legislators. Um, So what they found in looking at the the votes and and things like that is that women are no more likely to co-sponsor bipartisan legislation. They're not more likely to cast bipartisan procedural votes. Um, they're not more likely to vote differently on the substantive issues that we usually think about. Um, and it suggests that the two-party system we have now means that politicians, male or female, by the way these things are set up, are incentivized to just vote along party lines. I mean, that's how you move ahead mm-hmm. in politics. That's how you get your colleagues to trust you. That's how you get committee chairs. That's how you get reelected because that's what people seem to want. Um, uh, I'm actually not surprised by that though, because if you think about like, if you're, if okay, if only twenty percent of women in Congress, if there only twenty percent of the people in Congress are women, that means that women automatically it's harder for us to get elected. So then, if you get elected and you're shown like being weak, quote unquote, on your issues, then you get screwed and you'll get yourself unelected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And by weak meaning means weak seems to mean that you um, have nuanced ideas, right? That, Which is unfortunate. Right. Or or that you can change your mind about stuff um you know flip-flopping yeah i think that like we just live in a very divided society right now you know and like i don't think that gender is really gonna affect that much the fact that we have a lot of different you know of views and yeah our politics are so polarized i i think my my feeling after reading this article you know it's hard to say what as you said hard to say what the causes are you know whether it's the fact that there's um many more men than women and so that influences how things work um i'm sure it does um but i think 
you know, it, I almost think it doesn't really matter because what you want is a more equal society. And so in the case of Congress, what that means is more women in politics, full stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't necessarily have to change things. It will be interesting to see if, if that happens, but the real benefit is just more women in politics, more viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not really all that concerned about it. I just thought it was uh, sort of interesting to have that perception maybe turned on its head a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Thanks for that, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Fallopian files? Oh, yeah. That's a thing we do. I have an anti-fallopian <laughs> file. Can I do mine? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like weddings. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about that. I don't like weddings. You guys, uh, you're already married, Katie. Uh, Corbin, yep. uh, when you get married... If if I decline your invitation or if you don't even send me one, it's okay. <laughs> it's really come on, Dave. It's really okay. I mean, what if I have a cool wedding? How do I know that in advance? Okay, so here's the problem that I've experienced. Uh, number one, weddings are the 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 ceremony uh, can be unreasonably long. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. I also tend to get embarrassed for people, mm-hmm. and so when something goes wrong even minorly in the wedding, I tend to get very embarrassed for the person for whom they're going wrong. Mm. Um, So that makes me, you know, cringe a little bit. And then, you know, oftentimes, unless I know a shitload of people at the wedding, unless they're like family or close friends, um, all of them, you know, like I just end up kind of eating and hanging out and Mm -hmm. uh, not completely enjoying myself. Which... I mean, looking for an escape. Route. You could just eat and hang out, but get to pick your own snacks if you were at home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, to add, you know, a little complication to that, you know, with my son and his tree nut allergy, you know, there's yeah. little way to assure to be. So, you know, I, I went to a wedding recently and it was fine. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the it was self catered, you know, so people in the family made the food mm-hmm. and uh, which meant that. I would have had to, for every person who made food, locate that person, (laughs) grill them about what was in their food, and then still probably not feel great about the responses I was getting. Um, Yeah. So we ended up having to leave and go to a a grocery store. And it was just in this little teeny tiny town where there were no Hy-Vees, there were no, you know, real grocery stores. And it was in this Uh, tiny town. And I'm like, you know what? Could have stayed home for this. Yeah. Do that. Anyway. Um, what is like your most cringy moment that you've had at a wedding? You said you get embarrassed for people. So is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, if it's, if you're like stumbling over your vows, that's fine. I don't really mind that. It's more like, um, when things go procedurally wrong, like, Mm. um, the sound system stops working or, um, somebody, you know, like you know makes it you know like the the thing falls down the the arch over the cup you know stuff like that and yeah mm-hmm. and you know um that makes me uh super uncomfortable mostly because i'm thinking well what is the bride and groom thinking about this are they pissed off right mm-hmm. now and i'm assuming that they honestly as i i'm sure stuff like that went wrong at my wedding and i don't remember it so <laughs> They probably care at the time, but yeah. I don't know. They probably don't remember. Or, I mean, 
I just feel like you gotta let that stuff go, you know? It's just something that happens, you know? Like, nothing's gonna be perfect. I think there's also too much, there's also, for me, too much bullshit around weddings. You know, there's too much like, oh, a wedding has to be this, or a wedding needs to have this element in order for it to be a real wedding. And, um, you know, we didn't have a wedding like that, and I guess that's because that's what we feel most comfortable with. but. You know what I feel like you need to have in order for a wedding to be a real wedding? What's that? A marriage license. <laughs> a marriage license. Yeah, that's it. Two people getting there. married. It's a real wedding. Two yep. people getting married. That's all you need. Yeah. It's, everything else is whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Weddings can be kind of terrible. It depends. I just feel like if I'm underfed, I'm gonna instantly hate it. You know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, if the food isn't great or if it's, yeah, or if it's just, there's just like not Or like when enough. you're at a wedding and then like, it's like all, like you expect it to be like all about the bride and the groom, right? Because yeah. that's a wedding. Like that's the point at like we're there to celebrate the bride and the groom. But when it's like, basically I'm just complaining about if there's not enough food. <laughs> like you're like, you're going to make us like come here and buy you a gift and then you're not yeah. even going to feed us. And then we all have to like, like fawn over you. Like that's fine, but like feed us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and, that's all I'm saying. And you know, make sure that there's more than just beer available. I like me a... uh I like me a, a, a mixed drink. Well, you know, see now I'm I'm kind of going back on I my. I can kind of see the lack of mixed drink thing though, because yeah. like, because everybody likes a different mixed drink. Pro- yeah, and open bars. I feel like open, you can I don't have, care like, about open bars. I, beer. I don't care about an open bar. You don't have to buy me drinks. You know, I just want the option. Oh really? I think that like ha- well, I think there should be some sort of free alcohol option. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Then, like it, I guess it doesn't have or to you be could cocktail. Just like have I, my wedding and not have any alcohol there. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> I'm lame. I like alcohol. Alcohol is expensive. It is expensive. I also I am, I am, by uh, the way, hate receptions, so I wanted people to leave as soon as possible, <laughs> so I did not give them. Also, my reception was in a church, so also, for that reason, did not have alcohol. It's such a long day, too, for the for the. Uh, yeah, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I want to go to right. sleep. <laughs> it's so tiring. Right. That I remember um, quite, quite well, what a long day it was. Um, but hey as long as you well oh also this is another pet peeve of mine with weddings uh if there's a lot of time between the wedding and the reception oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like i mean that's i guess okay if like you know what actually never mind that's never okay (laughs) because i was gonna say it was okay if like it's a lot of local people because then you can go home for a while but then you're still like dedicating your entire day to this wedding and that's like yeah yeah Um, that was sick that was a that was good a anti-Mullerian file, which is why I've now named things that we hate. <laughs> oh, anti-Mullerian file. Yeah, <laughs> I like that just because it's funny. Um. Okay, my Philippian file is the book "Talking as Fast as I Can" by Lauren Graham, just because I read it over my vac. I've been as on. I was on vacation this week, by the way. Me um, too. <laughs> it was amazing. Not really. Actually, it kind of sucked because I had to come home early because the stupid hurricane and the stupid hurricane never did anything. So I came home early for no reason. Mm. <laughs> I'm very annoyed. Anyway, but I read that book and it's good. So I recommend it. Can I have an anti-malarian file? It's step yeah. three. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah. You just took your uh, step um, three exam. My third. So hopefully I don't have to take it again. It's like very hit or miss. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to say so you, how that went. You feel ambivalent. But- 
about i mean i just hope i pass how they went yeah i mean i remember distinctly feeling like i failed step two and i didn't so i don't know yeah it's hard to say well gotta keep you jumping through those hoops making sure you yeah you they have to make money off me so you know well i was gonna say making sure you know all the things but Mm. they already did that twice they already did that twice steps are there three that's it this is last don't you have to take other exams for like your you know yeah. If you're board certified, then you have to take Well, yeah, we'll have to take like CREOGS every year for OBGYN and then, and then we'll have to our take our A-bog. board exam. Yeah, ABOG. Mm, okay. But what if you didn't take this those is just exams? like general medicine stuff? Like, what if you just refused to take those exams? Then you wouldn't you be able just, to be board certified, but you can still practice. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But most like hospitals require board certification now. Yeah. Mm as a do they or like at least people are eligible or something like that but they don't because they hire people before they but they don't pay you for your uh for your time or your your fees or anything like that i imagine like studying time you mean yeah i mean you gotta no they don't no i i got reimbursed for step three Mm -hmm. we get like education funds every year but it's not specifically for like yeah that but yeah i mean it's still expensive though it's like ridiculous yeah anyway but you know i'm one of the millions of doctors and med students have ever complained about this so <laughs> i don't really have a lot to add to the conversation other than yep. being whiny that's all right Thanks for joining us, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Send us a question. Send us a question that you want to have answered. You can visit thevagabonds.com and select any of the ways to get in touch with us that are available there. And uh, and just, you know, give us something to talk about. It's always nice to hear from listeners, too. Um, so, you know, leave us a review on uh, what on the platform of your choice. Um, but, you know, iTunes is cool. Or, sorry, Apple Podcasts. You can do that. Yeah. But other than that... We haven't gotten an um, email in a while, yeah. so... Um, but other than that, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me today, ladies. Yeah. yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye, friends. Bye.